Welcome to the Senior Soup, the DMV's premier senior resource hub and premier senior advocacy platform. My name is Raquel Meisset. And I'm Ryan Miner. The soup of the day is veterans resources and veterans benefits. We have an extraordinary guest today whom we're spotlighting, retired Navy Rear Admiral Robert O. Ray Jr., a U.S. Naval Academy graduate, a nuclear engineer, a businessman, a Georgetown University graduate, an author of two books, a professional speaker, a father, a grandfather, a Distinguished Service Medal and Legion of Merit awardee, a Bronze Star recipient, and the Chief Executive Officer of Blue Star Senior Tech, where we were our actually recording our podcast today. Rob, it's a distinct honor and privilege to have you as our guest today. November is National Veterans and Military Families Month. Rob, could you share a little bit about your family's military service and your military service career with us? Well, thanks for having me here this morning. My dad was uh, an orphan from upstate New York, so he went to West Point and went into the Army, he said, because it was free. He had a career in the Air Force and encouraged his sons and grandsons to do the same. So I went into the Navy. My two brothers went into the Army. I have a brother-in-law in in the Navy and uh, another brother-in-law in the Navy. And now we're in the next generation. And I think between my kids and my nieces and nephews, we probably have another six or eight members in uniform. So about 20 members of the immediate family have served in the Army, Navy, Marine Corps, and Air Force. And we don't have any Coast Guard people yet, but we're working on it. Good morning, sir. I still want to call you sir. And just for background purposes, I worked for Admiral Ray from 2016 into about 2019 during a few different Blue Star iterations. Now we're on the Blue Star telehealth iteration, right, Rob? Exactly. And you're a veteran too, Ryan. Well, thank you. And Rob, Veterans Day and Memorial Day are both patriotic holidays honoring our military. Rob, could you describe the differences between Veterans Day and Memorial Day and share some wisdom on the proper terminology to honor each national holiday? Well, Memorial Day started first. It was after the Civil War, and it was originally called Decoration Day. And apparently the very first Decoration Day was in Charleston, South Carolina, when recently freed slaves were putting flowers on the graves of Union soldiers in Charleston. And then it became more of a national effort uh, where people were decorating the graves of Civil War soldiers of both the North and the South. And the first presidential acknowledgement was in 1868. So then it became a state holiday. And it wasn't until 1971 that Congress officially said, okay, this thing that we've been doing for a hundred years is now a federal holiday and it's called Memorial Day. So Memorial Day is intended to honor those who have been killed in military service in wars. Veterans Day started out as Armistice Day. After World War I, the last day of the war was called Armistice Day. The peace started in the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. And so during the 1920s, the nation celebrated November 11th as Armistice Day for all the people that served in World War I. After World War II, they changed it to be called Veterans Day because they wanted to include the 16 million Americans that had worn a uniform during World War II. And in 1954, President Eisenhower made it an official holiday. So Memorial Day is honoring war dead. Veterans Day on November 11th, originally Armistice Day, is honoring those who have served in uniform. My grandfather, who passed away in December of 2020 at age 95, he often talked about Armistice Day. He said that was the best boat ride back he's ever had. I can imagine. And he got back, he met my grandmother, 
here up in the West End of Hagerstown. They were old West End, lifelong loves. Aww. Knew her before the war, came back. They married in 1951, and the rest was history. They were married for 69 years. Well, my wife's grandfather was in World War I and had a little soldier's diary that was ah. tiny. It's about an inch and a half by three inches so they could keep it in their pocket. And he wrote oh. notes during the war, and you could see his notes on the ship taking him over to France. And the last entry in the book was on Armistice Day. <laughs> and now we have it in our living room. So it's very cool. That's a treasure. My grandfather, who, like I said, he passed in December of 2020. I remember the night before he died, we found letters that he had written from Belgium to his mother. He was still awake and alert. We asked him, do you remember this? And he said, yes, I do remember that. He recalled where he was, and he said, the thing that got me the most, the concentration camp. And that was the hardest part for him. That really shaped him into who he was. And I think many World War II veterans, our greatest generation, so important that we remember them and honor them. Yeah, that's right, Ryan. And speaking of the senior population, Rob, our companies serve many of the senior population, many of whom are military veterans themselves. Our nation's military veterans have access to an abundance of resources that a lot of people don't know about. Could you walk us through some of the benefits eligible veterans are entitled to and the resources our military veterans can readily take advantage of? Well, we could spend an hour in a podcast going through all those. (laughs) What I'm holding here is a book called The Federal Benefits for Veterans, Dependents, and Survivors. And it's a 200-page book that is put out every year by the VA. And it lists all of the federal benefits for veterans, dependents, and survivors. It includes health care benefits, disability benefits, rehabilitation and employment benefits, pensions, education and training, home loan guarantee, life insurance, burial and memorial benefits, transition assistance, claims, military medals, and records. So there's a huge amount available, particularly for older veterans. In general, VA pensions are available to veterans who are older or disabled and don't have very much money. Number two is VA disability benefits are available to veterans who are disabled, particularly if the disablement was service-related. Number three, there is an aid and attendance benefit, which helps senior veterans who are at home and who are disabled and need help. And then number four, there are survivor's benefits for the survivors of veterans. So over the past 50 or 100 years, we've put together a huge list of benefits, and the best thing to do is to start by getting this book and looking up what is applicable. Where can they find that book? There's one number to call for <laughs> VA benefits. It's, it's, it's like the it's, one number. Get ready it's, to write the number it's down. It's manned 24-7. It's 800-827-1000. And if you just call there and say, I'm a veteran or I'm a family member of a veteran and I don't know what we're doing and I really want to get this book, Federal Benefits for Veterans, Dependents, and Survivors, you can get it. You can also Google Federal Benefits for Veterans dependents and survivors and you can download a PDF. You can walk into any American Legion, any VFW, any VA medical center, any other VA community-based outreach center, just walk in and say, I'm a veteran or a family member of a veteran, and I don't know what I'm doing. And they will give you more information than you can shake a stick at. I say that every day. <laughs> I, it's, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I see the book has a QR code on it too, which is great for people who maybe don't have the book. Maybe a friend does. They can scan the QR code, and then it'll pop up for them, and they'll be able to get access of all the benefits. This is a very impressive book. 
talk. <laughs> Rob, let's talk briefly about navigating the Veterans Administration. We know the VA is a complex government bureaucracy with some room for improvement, I think it's fair to say. Rob, what advice do you have for veterans who have difficulty navigating their benefits through the VA? And are there resources available to help veterans take full advantage of their earned benefits? There are plenty of resources. And one of the problems is there's almost too many resources. There are 40,000 charitable organizations in the United States that provide benefits or affiliation for veterans. There's 137 different congressionally approved veterans organizations, like the American Legion, the Veterans of Foreign Wars, the Vietnam Veterans of America, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's 200 VA medical centers and hundreds and hundreds of VA community-based outreach centers. The hard thing that some people run into is that they're overwhelmed by the amount of resources, and it can be confusing. And the VA is a big organization with $150 billion budget and tens of thousands of employees. So what I would say advice to someone is, if you're a member of the American Legion or VFW, in your unit, there is a person whose job it is to understand benefits. Every state has a veterans benefits organization that you can call. Every county in America, most of them have a VA or a veterans liaison officer or some word to that effect. My recommendation would be go find a human. Don't work through the VA via an 800 number or a website. Go find a human in your county or in your town or in your state or in your veteran organization that you belong to and let that human help guide you through the process. Eventually, you will have to talk to the VA and you'll have to get registered, et cetera, et cetera. But it's way easier to talk to your county veterans administration liaison officer who's been doing this for 10 years than to try to learn how to do it on your own. Montgomery County has a commission on veterans affairs. It's a commission that is sanctioned through Montgomery County. They meet once a month. It's helpful. And the members of that commission can, of course, also guide you. And at the end, we'll give out that information as well and on the website. Having a lot of resources is a good problem to have. It can be really overwhelming, but it's much better than the latter. You got to start somewhere, right? Speaking of resources, you know, we're heavily into senior care. Can you talk about your wisdom behind the benefits that are offered for senior care and who would qualify for those? We talked about a VA pension, which is for older or disabled veterans. We talked about disability pensions. Those exist regardless of one's age, but there's a special pension or a benefit that oftentimes applies to seniors and it's called aid and attendance. And if you just Google aid and attendance, you'll run into 25 websites that will explain it. But you have to have been in on active duty at least one day during a period of war. Okay, period of war was World War II or Korea or Vietnam. And then the Persian Gulf War started in August of 1990 and hasn't ended yet. Most veterans will have been uh, on active duty during that time. You have to have had a, other than a dishonorable discharge, you have to have been discharged reasonably honorable. You have to need 
need assistance in the activities of daily living, eating, washing, getting dressed. If you need some help in doing those things, then you qualify. You have to be 65 years old or disabled, and then you have to meet certain income requirements. So this can again get confusing, and there are a bunch of folks that can help you fill out the VA forms to see if you qualify. If you do qualify, you can get monthly stipends of up to about, I think, $2,500 a month, maybe $3,000 a month if you include your spouse. No one's going to get rich on this, but on the other hand, if you need the help and you're of reasonably low income, the Veterans Administration wants to help you to step in and give you this money essentially so you can hire help in the home. And that's why most of the websites you'll see are home care agencies that are saying, hey, we will help you get your VA benefits and then you can use that to get home care. Raquel, as the owner of Amada Senior Care, do you accept aid in attendance? How does that work from the home care perspective as Rob just talked about? Absolutely. Amada Senior Care will actually walk them through that process. We'll do it all for you. So if this is overwhelming, Give us a call and we will walk you through every step of the way and make sure you get all the care that you need through your VA benefits. Rob, you're the chief executive officer of Blue Star Telehealth. Could you walk us through the services Blue Star provides and briefly touch upon Blue Star's time frame from its founding to now? Well, I retired from the military in 2013. In 2015, we started a company and we called it Blue Star Senior Tech. Our goal was to provide technology into the homes of seniors to help keep them safe and healthy and connected because our parents were all 70s and 80s and 90s and all our friends' parents were there. And so we spent five years working very hard delivering technologies like medical alerts, fall detection, wander prevention, prescription management into senior homes. We grew to about 7,000 homes across America. One of the things we were selling was a device to allow a 55-year-old daughter to manage her 80-year-old mom's blood pressure using her smartphone. The mom would take the blood pressure and the data would go up into the cloud and then it would come down to the daughter's smartphone and so she could manage mom's blood pressure from a distance. When COVID happened, it accentuated what we had been talking about, about senior isolation and using technology to take care of seniors but also the federal government started to reimburse healthcare providers for this remote management of hypertension. In other words, the thing that we had been selling to families now could be prescribed by doctors and would be free to families. So now we're focusing on what we call telehealth. It's still senior technology, but it's telehealth in which we are, even as we speak, there are people outside the room there that are bringing patients on to where we give them blood pressure cuffs and other equipment to manage weight, glucose, CHF, diabetes, hypertension, and then that data goes to our nurse monitoring team so that we can help to manage health in the home using our systems. So that's kind of the, the short answer of seven <laughs> seven years of hard work. Well, I could tell some battle stories with Blue Star. I remember Blue Star Honor Care when I was part of our customer service team. I was a channel manager and bringing in of the governor, right. section leaders. We had some good people come and check out Blue Star during my tenure here, and the company has grown a 
lot, all under Rob's direction. They've got a lot of good people involved, and it's a fantastic company. Rob, I think that there's some crossover between Care and Blue Star. Absolutely, in that Care is trying to take care of people in the home. Raquel, you're taking care of people in the home, and Blue Star is providing systems and equipment and off-site monitoring to take care of people in the home. This is where healthcare is going. It took a few hundred years for hospitals to eventually evolve because it was the best way to deliver healthcare. Well, now the best way is the disaggregation of the monolithic hospital into kidney dialysis clinics and hip replacement centers and then minute clinics. And then now it's getting into the CVSs and and it's going to continue to go into the home. And so we're part of what we think is a long-term trend, as is Ennoble Care and as are you, Raquel. Yeah, because we've talked about a lot. And I love that we all have the same goal of keeping people safe in their own home, keeping them out from the hospitals and the facilities. We want to see them thrive where they want to be. So we've talked about a lot today. What would you think would be the three takeaways you want our audience to take from this podcast, Rob? I would say, number one, America has about 20 million veterans. A quarter of them are over the age of 75. We had huge veteran populations in World War II. Most of them are gone, unfortunately. Now our biggest population is in Korea and in early Vietnam. Vietnam veterans now are all in their 70s and 80s. The veteran population is an older population. That's why uh, point number one is just to recognize that. The VA is increasingly becoming a geriatric care organization because most veterans in America, over half of them are over the age of 65 and a quarter of them are over the age of 75. So point number one is veterans are around and are older. Point number two is there's a huge number of systems and programs and resources. It can be overwhelming. Everyone wants to do good and to deliver resources and programs and benefits. It can be tough for someone that's new to the system. Point number three, I would say, is find a friend in the system read the book, and then be diligent. You hear people complain that the VA doesn't deliver benefits. Those are typically people that are not eligible for those benefits. If you are eligible, you will get them. And if the VA takes a year to adjudicate your claim, when they approve it, they pay you back for the year that it took. People that are eligible do get their benefits. And so you just have to be diligent and work through the bureaucracy and get help because there's a lot of it out there. All right. I think that's a wrap, Ryan. I think so. Rob, thinking back to 2016, you took a chance on me. My career at the time was at a crossroads, didn't quite know where I was going to head. You mentored me. You challenged me to think differently and creatively and you pushed me in the right direction at times you were tough but you were always fair I don't think I've ever told you how much you mean to me and to our family and how much I appreciate what you've done for me you've helped me become a much better version of myself I'm honored to have been part of the Blue Star family you know I'll be forever grateful for the opportunity I appreciate you being here today oh well thanks Ryan that's very kind of you just as a reminder new episodes of the Senior Soup podcast are released every Monday at 9 a.m. you can find us on Apple podcast spotify and if you say alexa play the senior suit podcast on amazon music raquel's beautiful singing voice will always appear the senior suit (laughs) we wait for that the entire episode rob (laughs) we're all over podcast directories and of course our website is theseniorsoup.com our goal and our mission is to provide the dmv and seniors and their families with resources raquel that's a wrap that's a wrap ryan thank you so much rob sure thanks gang for having me thank you